today we are revisiting an old series here on Ungenius. What horrible thing. Please tell me it's not something terrible. It's, it's not serial killers. It's more weird sports. Oh, good. My favorite. Let's get right in and start with fox tossing. Nope. <laughs> you did it, didn't you? Like, you know, you're like, oh, no, it's going to be a nice thing. This doesn't sound nice. If you're a fox, it's not nice. That's for sure. Wow. Wow. I have been, in my time, called a fox. <sighs> fox tossing was a competitive sport in parts of Europe back in the 17th and 18th centuries. And like many things in life, it is pretty much what it sounds like. Rich people would gather in a courtyard or open area and try to toss foxes. Two people would stand 20 feet apart, holding the ends. Social distanced! <laughs> Very well distanced, uh, holding the ends of a webbed sling, which was laid out on the ground between them. A fox would then be released into the area, and when it crossed the sling on the ground, participants would pull hard on the ends, launching the animal into the air. The highest toss would be deemed the winner, naturally, with some foxes flying as high as 24 feet. I feel like at this point, I would like to say that Ungenius and Relay FM in no way approve of this activity, and it's actually a very horrific thing even to imagine, and which is, of course, the reason why Stephen picked it first. And it's the reason we're moving right on, like it never happened, to talk about speed typing. A typewriters or the typists flung into the air here? Like, are they put in a cannon and sent out at higher speeds, and the winner is the fastest person holding a typewriter at the end? You don't want to shoot a typewriter through the air. You're, that's going to hurt. Hurt fox, too. The fox is probably angry when it comes down, I would imagine. I'm going to imagine not many of them have the opportunity to be angry. Mm, maybe. 24 feet in the air. That's a long way. I fling you 24 feet in the ass. Yeah, you do. <laughs> All right. The ultimate typing championship is far less troubling than fox tossing. This event was started by a brand because why not? All the best events are started by brands. If if Ingenious started a sport, Mike, what would it be? Hmm. I don't know. I don't have a good one okay. for that. It definitely involves Tuffy the Dolphin. Well, I mean, naturally, something small building. Maybe who can like, run up the stairs in the world's smallest building, the fastest. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And Tuffy's there to give you the trophy? Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. Or, or, or Tuffy's in a little pool at the bottom, and you have to run up the top and jump in dive style. Oh, that's good. All right. We have our winner. Because it's not that high. so I mean, it's higher than 24 feet, but not by much. But there's a pool at the bottom, so you'll be fine the dolphin in it a murderous dolphin <laughs> my son not a murderer he was look accused never proven that's right dolphins are innocent until proven guilty mm -hmm. it's right there in the constitution yeah just read it it's in the yeah. fine print it's on the it's on the back uh nicholas cage knows where it is okay ultimate typing championship started by the keyboard maker dos making this less a sport and more like a brand activation, especially when you realize it took place at South by Southwest. Of course. Like, where would it? Where, I mean, of course it's there. The competition took place in 2010 with Sean Rona winning, beating fellow New Yorker Nate Bowen. The first round consisted of a standard 574-word text entry in which Rona defeated Bowen 163 to 110 words per minute, setting an unofficial world record for that speed. 
For the second round, the text became more challenging, with Rona winning again with 124 to 79 words per minute, claiming the $2,000 prize. It's really interesting that there's like a 50 word per minute gap between them for both. I'm also disappointed that it's only $2,000. Like, that's not a huge prize. Yeah, and an unofficial world record. They didn't even bother to bring Guinness out, you know? Well, it's done well on YouTube. Uh, the link is in the show notes. As of this recording, it's getting ready to pass 12 million views, becoming the most popular video of speed typing contest on the internet. It's about to get 12 million and one views. <laughs> Are you going to watch it during our ad break? Yep. This episode of Ingenious is brought to you by Pingdom from SolarWinds. Today's internet users expect a fast website experience. No matter how good your content is or how effective your marketing may be, they're going to bounce if your website loads too slowly. With real user monitoring from Pingdom, you can discover how website performance issues affect your visitors' experiences so you can take action before your business is impacted. How your visitors experience your website differs depending on the browser, device, and platform they use. So you want to identify how visitors are experiencing your website so you can make informed optimizations and deliver a great performance to those who matter most. Real user monitoring is an event-based solution, so it's built to scale, meaning you can monitor millions of paid views without compromising the fidelity of your historical data or breaking the bank in the process. Get live visitor insights today with real user monitoring from Pingdom. Go to pingdom.com RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. When you sign up, use the code UNGENIUS at checkout to get an awesome 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for the support of this show and Relay FM. The uh, World Typing Championships is not as grand as I was hoping it was going to be. Mm-mm. It's just two guys sitting at computers in a booth on a show floor. It's not as ultimate as it sounds like it could be. All right, what's next? We're going to talk about Rocket Racing League. Yes! When I first saw this, I assumed it was something about the popular soccer car video game, but in truth, it is something way more extreme. <laughs> it is a lot more hardcore. The plan was to use rocket-powered aircraft to race on a closed-circuit track. The league was founded back in 2005, with the first race slated for 2008, but financial difficulties meant the first contest wouldn't take place until 2010. Planes were modified light aircraft outfitted with rocket motors. These so-called rocket racers would be flown around a two-mile-long, one-mile-wide track with pilots having a staggered start, as you would assume. You don't want them all going off at the same Uh, time. Nope. (laughs) Guided by a virtual three-dimensional track projected in their heads-up display. Yes, people were in these. Sounds very futuristic. Mm Mm-hmm. The crews are racing against the clock, but could maneuver past each other to make up time, but each rocket racer had its own predetermined path to keep things safe. The league underwent several ownership changes as the finances proved to be tricky, but in July 2009, it was announced that it had raised $5.5 million in venture capital funding. How? I don't understand what the thinking was here. It must have been in the rocket boom, I guess. I guess. Oh. An exhibition took place in April 2010 in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the home of rocket racing, as it's known internationally. Mm-hmm. The event was the first, get this, the first simultaneous flights of two rocket-powered airplanes in the history of peacetime aviation. There's a lot of 
like qualifiers to that. A lot of caveats there. It's a weird world record, but at least it's official on like the typing competition. Uh, And backers were promised that this was just the start of an exciting new air racing sport. These planes were powered by liquid oxygen and could take off just four seconds after the rocket was ignited and were limited to a top speed of 300 miles an hour. Pilots could control the color of their rocket exhaust through a series of controls in the cockpit, making it easier for spectators to keep up with a specific plane in the air. Imagine they're a mile away. It's hard to tell the difference unless there's, you know, purple smoke or green smoke coming out the back. I think at 300 miles an hour, there should be different things that you're kind of occupying your time with than what color do I want this to look like? <laughs> I'm sure I it feel was like you may as well just predetermine. Yeah, but then why do they need controls in the cockpit? Well, you know, maybe you're blue today, but you're going to be green next weekend. You know, yeah, change it I up. I don't know about this. Races were planned for 2011, but they never took place. Development costs have burned through the VC funding. And as of 2014, people involved with the league said it had been closed down. Oh, no. That's sad. Sorry. Sorry, Rocket Racers. If you have a favorite Wikipedia topic you want to share with us, uh, send it in. We cover a bunch of weird stuff on this show. You can uh, do that on Twitter, twitter.com slash ungeniused, or you can send us an email. If you go to relay.fm slash ungenius slash 103, there'll be the links to all these sports, but also an email link where you can uh, send us a Wikipedia topic. And there's also uh, a way to sign up to become a member to support the show directly, which we would greatly appreciate. And also the ability to sign up to become a rocket racer, if that's something you would like to do. Is that a sign-up form now i got to build? So. There's, yep. Okay. Great. <laughs> so look for the rocket on the side of the Genius page. Uh, add that to my to-do list. <laughs> uh, if you want to find Mike online, he's on Twitter as I-M-Y-K-E, and you can follow me there as I-S-M-H. And until our next... Fox Tossing Rocket Racing Typing Championship, Mike. Say goodbye. That was amazing. Goodbye. Adios.